0: The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John petro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone, on this uh, very delightful Thursday. My goodness, what a nice day it is. Today is Thursday, May 27th. We are, um, well, about to head into... The Memorial Day weekend. It's the John DePetro show. As you know, we started last hour. We started at eleven and then we go until two. It's AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. Folks, remember I want to say good afternoon to everybody tuning in. We do our live stream during this twelve o'clock hour on Facebook Live. It's John DePetro Show. On Facebook, just look for the page. Uh, make sure you click the like button. That way you get um, on the page that way you get notified when we do in fact go live we go live whenever there's big breaking news and then bring you a live stream from there this portion of the program on this thursday and again the reason i stress that is just because if you've seen and just heard the forecast it's this is probably going to be the nicest day of the next couple of days and a perfect day to head over to PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Folks, take a ride to Rhode Island's number one garden center. They do such a great job. I am proud to call them my friends, Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. What a full selection they have, and right now, especially tropical plants. You know, make your property beautiful. We have been through so much with the pandemic. You want to spend more time outside. You want to spend more time outdoors. You want to entertain more. So whether it's mandevillas, hibiscus, bushes, uh, annuals, perennials, beautiful trees and shrubs. Father's Day is coming. And remember, the service is tremendous. I've heard from so many of you that you've just given up on, folks, service is becoming like something of the past. Of, of like another era, another uh, relic of another area. People complain they go to some of these big box stores and the service is just atrocious. It's not like that at Rhode Island's Number one Garden Center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Debbie and Steve and Drew they are so helpful and uh, will walk you through. The customer service is tremendous. And remember, they also have mulch. And Loam and Stone, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. Stop off and see them. They also have a beautiful Facebook page, which they update, keep everything up to speed. Uh, Stop it and see them. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, um, again, folks, it's AM 1380. Now, we're adjusting the, from what I understand, they're adjusting the 99.9 FM. So there could be some problems. I did get some email from people saying they were having a, a little bit of a difficult time um, trying to listen on the 99.9 FM. You can listen AM 1380. Or remember, you can always listen at the website, which is Petro.com. And don't forget, our website, which is Topetro.com, which is brought to you by J Freitas Construction. Now, on the website, you link right through. And then we have uh, various people who, they're uh, local businesses, and I want you to, you know, use them if you can, especially if you need a handyman or deck staining. Jamie of J Freitas Construction, he can do it all. So whatever you need, but link through, or you can call him at 837-4545, whatever it is that you need done around your home, whether it is, in fact, uh, deck staining or cleaning the deck, or interior painting, handyman services, call Jamie. He's your guy, 837-4545, but there's a direct link right at the website to Petro.com. Well, folks, uh, Ken Block is going to join us coming up at 1230, and I want to address this situation that, again, uh, a lot of other states, and people are asking me, over the past couple of days, I have been getting people saying, you know, how can we get... An election audit done here in Rhode Island, so people are trying to explore that in different ways. How can we get an election audit? Now, I'm telling you, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to um, cast aspersions or anything like that. Uh, I think I'm in safe territory in saying that the Rhode Island Republican Party, for whatever reason. Have chose um, not to pursue anything regarding the vote totals from the fall, and we've had different conversations on this. It's not as easy as people think. <coughs> Again, I'm not trying to criticize. They have their set of priorities. We have had the uh, head of the uh, chairwoman of the Rhode Island Republican Party, Susie Yankee, on the program. I've spoken out. I have expressed that uh, I I don't. You know, and I'll be honest, I, I completely understand. I don't particularly like anyone else. You don't like when people tell you how you should be doing your job for whatever reason. And then, and I can respect that. So it's really not my place to tell her, here's what you guys, or I don't feel comfortable, I should say. Uh, here's what you guys should be doing. Here's what you should be focusing on. But I can tell you that I have had some communication, as many of you know, and I've talked about this, um, regardless. Starting with the Secretary of State's office, and it's, I think it's even more relevant now that the person who has run that office, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia, has now announced that she is going to run for governor. And I don't know. Uh, I mean, at some point I will catch up to her on the campaign trail. Uh, I'm not going to go through the exercise of trying to get book an interview or anything like that. I mean, I could do that. I am in touch with her office, but I have a feeling I know what the answer would be, which is, listen, she's running. Uh, I respect people have the right to run whatever type of campaign they want to run. But I am telling you what, what I'm still amazed at is with the various interviews that she's done and no one talks to her about the voting. So now, last hour, I touched on the fact Wisconsin is looking into this whole situation with with voting, and other states have done this, whether it's Arizona or other different places. Rhode Island is not doing it uh, for whatever reason, it, and, and and as I said, everyone has their own style and stories that they think are important to cover, and sometimes I. I'm critical of that. But then at the at the same time, if 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 Channel Six feels, just as an example, that a fire and fall river is their top story, I, I may disagree with that, but that's what they think the top story is. That's what they think the viewers want. So what I find a little frustrating in some in some ways, if not odd, is the lack of curiosity from our local media. Regarding the voting situation, which I have had guests on the air, folks, that I mean, if you listen to the show, have said Rhode Island, we, we have what are considered you know the, the worst voter rolls in the country. We are there are states that have good election systems. There are states that run tra- transparent, competent elections. We had on the Secretary of State of Louisiana. And they're still trying to improve it. Uh, Georgia improved their, their voting system. Florida has. Texas has. Do you see a pattern here? Arizona's going through it now. Now Wisconsin is looking into it. What I don't understand is in Rhode Island, we, we have like this honor system that somehow, and, and I don't, for the life of me, I'll tell you why I don't get it. Is, I mean, if there's one state that people should not trust just what's said and not verified is Rhode Island. And, and I've even seen some certain people who, and I'm not trying to, you know, call people out or talk about them behind the back or anything like that. I mean, I'm on a public airwaves right now on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You could listen online at the website, This there's, there's someone who was an author and reporter, uh, Mike Stanton. Uh, who I've known for over 20 years, and, and uh, I respect Mike, and he's done great work. He wrote the book, The Prince of Providence, about Buddy Cianci. And in that book, he wrote about, you know, this was in the 80s, the 90s, where Cianci, at that time, Cianci was manipulating mail ballot mail ballot fraud. He was, with, with a guy, a councilman in South Providence called Lloyd Griffin, and and this was when, you know, it was harder and you had to get an excuse and you had to get an absentee ballot and they they were still able to manipulate mail ballots and they and as I said they had to be notarized. I mean, now it's a free for all and what I what I don't understand is and there's, you know, Mike is like calling someone out because in Rhode Island they were saying, you know, you should have voter ID and why some of the things that should come down in that way. And what I don't understand is, I mean, are we supposed to believe that Buddy Cianci was the only person capable of doing this? When the voter rolls are so out of whack, the voter rolls are completely bloated. As many of you know, last year, we all got these unsolicited mail ballot applications where all you had to do was send it back and you got a ballot sent right to you what did he did did the whole element of manipulating mail ballots did that you know die when cnc went to the grave or was didn't you know lost in 2014 i highly doubt that if anything if cnc were alive and you had the type of system we had now i mean forget about it it's like kids in a candy store for crime i mean it is just the inmates are running the asylum so i don't understand the lack of curiosity But I have a lot of curiosity. I'm not fooled by this. We know that the census numbers don't mirror the voter rolls. And I also know that no one is turned down. And this is all under, we're going to talk to Ken Block about it. And again, he has been at the forefront of this. But they try to say, oh, no, we'll give you a copy. We just don't have the birthday. But the other states do. Folks, this is, I mean, if we want to talk facts, let's talk facts. There are illegals that are on the voter rolls, period. That is a fact. Thousands of them. And I repeat, if you can get over 40,000 illegals on to sign up for the census, you don't think those people are registered to vote? Everywhere you go, people are registering people to vote. Um, it, it It's preposterous. And she is the architect of the whole thing. And so many people say, when you talk about Rhode Island, you know, and I've heard this people. well, do you have evidence of widespread. You know, that, that, is, that's a, that is a trick question, right? That's a loaded question. Do I have evidence? If you don't allow us the information, then, of course, I don't have the evidence. I find it very suspect, as I have said, that other states post all their information online. In the past, Rhode Island posted all their information online. In uh, January of 2020, the Providence Journal folded like a cheap tent, cheap suit, and they allow this thing where you have to go in, and as I was mentioning last hour, it's almost, do you remember you'd go to the library and there's certain things on microfiche, and you couldn't take it out, but you could look at it. I mean, that's what it's like. So you can't take it out, but you can go in and look at it. But the the real element of this Is it needs to be run through a computer program that can discern, are these different people with different databases? Are these people really in the system? Are these legitimate voter ID numbers? Are these legitimate social security numbers? I mean, I don't have the resources for that. These are very complicated computer programs. This is not a group of four people sitting around a dining room table, right, with like spreadsheets. This is, you need, and there are, computer programs that could pick this stuff up. But that's why they put this stuff offline. But what I find so curious and odd is so far, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia announced on Monday, at least Sunday night, that she's running for governor. (laughs) It's so far, not one person has asked her about that. I find that very odd. How could you not? She doesn't have any accomplishments. She doesn't have big name recognition. She doesn't have a big accomplishment to hang her hat on. She doesn't have a lot of money. She doesn't have a lot of resources. Why would she be so confident in running for governor? Other than if she felt she had something that's going to help her cross the finish line in a Democrat primary. Because remember, in a Democrat primary, you could win the Democrat primary with 30% of the vote. If you have four people- You could maybe win with 25. What's the the winning total? 25% of the vote wins in a four-way primary. So Gobie is saying, I have the list, right? Two sets of books. How many times when you hear about a business and they have two sets of books? They have the books they put to the public, then they have a separate set of books. It's like the real list of people. I also want you to remember that her former secretary, her former chief of staff, is running for mayor of Providence. What does he know? What do they know that would make the two of them so confident about running for office? So I have received some email and messages on Facebook from people. Do you know the process that we could audit the voter rolls from 2020? And I'm going to do the same thing that I have done in the past. And I direct you to contact the Rhode Island Republican Party, who so far, we are in almost into June. They have unfortunately... Done nothing about it. They've accepted the results. They accept the voter rolls. Um, I know there's some talk that up at the state house they're gonna try to outlaw ballot harvesting. I'm not convinced of that. We're gonna find out, but so far there's been no pushback. Folks, on this uh, delightful Thursday, by the way, look at that blue sky. This portion of the John DePetro show is you by J. Perry Paving. Now, listen. If you've been thinking about doing a paving product or residential, commercial, seal coating, patios, contact J. Perry Paving, free quote, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook. They have a great website, and and they are fantastic, whether it is a brand-new paving project or If it's a cracked driveway that just needs to be refreshed, letter J, J. Perry Paving. And on top of that, now this Monday is Memorial Day, but J. Perry Paving, they are generous to veterans all year round. No one offers veterans a better package than J. Perry Paving. If you're a veteran or you're related to one, call them. Why not get your driveway paved? You know, it adds value to your home or your business or your pad- 732-1730, J. Perry Paving. Now, folks, you hear me mention the website, depetro.com and we have some original stories up there, original video that you won't see anywhere else. Uh, those of you that listen and watch the program know that I, I just I don't follow all the news that you get. What I consider to be the real news, you get the other news that, you know, I think it's it's pretty significant. I go to a press briefing and the lieutenant governor says, if you're an illegal alien, you're a quote, a Rhode Island citizen. And I report on that and no one else in the news thinks that that's news. That's different. So we different, we have different definitions of what is considered news. I think that's news. I think that's news. But folks, uh, depetro.com, which is spread by Gilmore Furniture. Now listen, it's a beautiful day. Furniture is always a great investment for your home. Stop in, Steve at Gilmore Furniture. If you're out and about today, Take a ride to Gilmore Furniture, 1590 Post Road in Warwick. Pull right up to the front door, right off of Route 37. You can call them at 737-0100. How about a new recliner or a new mattress? And you can, they here's the flip mattresses. You get, flip them over. You get double the light or a new sofa or a new dinette set. Gilmore Furniture, up to five years, interest free financing. Stop it and see Steve. Uh, It's American made furniture. It's going to look great in your home. It's Gilmore Furniture. And you can check it out at the website, which is um, DePetro.com. So, this business with Nelly Gobbia, something has to change, right? The rubber needs to hit the road. And I know many of you are wondering how come. You know, these other states are questioning their voter rolls and going through everything, and we we don't – it's silence here in Rhode Island, and it's two components to it. And I'm not – again, I'm not casting aspersions, but it's two different components to it. One is lack of curiosity from the local media, which I've already heard the lines because they say to me, do you have evidence of massive fraud in the last election, and my reply is, why does it have to be massive fraud? Why can't there be any fraud? So, Melly Gorbia, who's running for governor, says we had the perfect election back in November, Rhode Island. Perfect. Now, one ballot kicked, no one, 520,000 votes cast, largest ever by 50,000, the largest number before that. Was 2008 Barack Obama the perfect election? Does anyone really believe that? Let's look around our state with the speed bumps. Were those put in correctly? No, they were put in incorrectly. Let's talk about the UHIP system. The UHIP system is—is is that was that done correctly? No, that was a cost six hundred million dollars. So let's talk about it when you go to the registry, although recently I did have a very positive experience when I renewed my license on, um, online and I had no problem. So I give Bud Craddock and them credit. However, think of the problems with DLT. Think of the let's let's just step think of this for a moment. Think of the amount of fraud that was perpetrated on DLT with all the unemployment claims during the pandemic. Right? So, are we to believe that somehow, miraculously, the election system in Rhode Island is perfectly run without flawed? No one cast two ballots. No one sent in a mail ballot and then also went and voted. No one that lives in Massachusetts actually voted in Rhode Island. No one that maybe lived in Providence and now lived in Cranston were able to vote twice. With no, none of that happened. The, as Gorbia says, it was the perfect election. 520,000 perfectly cast ballots. Now, I want to be the first one. There is no blanking way in hell. That, that There's no way. But there's two factions to it. One, lack of curiosity from the media. And number two, lack of noise from the Rhode Island Republican Party. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. I I'd like Chairwoman Ciankey. I know that's not the battle she wants. I know it's not, and they feel outgunned and outmanned. But that's the battle that they have been handed. That is the battle they need to take up. I had someone uh, just the other night who's contemplating a run for governor, and I my advice to this person I won't say who it is was very simple: you're you're unless the mail ballot and the the voter roll situation in providence is straightened out no republican will win statewide office and by the way folks the evidence is on my side the think of this it's 2021 the last republican to win statewide was don governor kachiri who barely beat charlie fogarty in 2006 the last Republican to win statewide, meaning governor or the Senate seat, well, or lieutenant governor, or general treasurer, or secretary of state or attorney general. These statewide officers, Sicilini, and Langevin, their district, the last Republican to win statewide was Governor Don Kachiri. In 2006, President Bush was the president. Think how long ago that was. That was the last time. John Robitaille came very close in 2010. He did, but he lost. Alan Fung lost in 2014, 2018. I am telling you right now, and I hate at the the uh, risk of sounding like a broken record. Unless the voting situation is corrected, no Republican will win statewide. The problem is. Primarily Providence, but also Pawtucket and Central Falls. So it doesn't matter who they want to run. The evidence shows itself. The election cycles. It's not happening unless that voter roll situation is straightened out. President Trump got 40% of the vote. That's how strong it was statewide. Now. In uh, CD2, which is Langevin's district, by the way, he's beatable. With the right candidate, he's beatable. I don't know if straight out of Cranston, Snoop Bob is going to beat him. But uh, Langevin is beatable. President Trump got 48% of the vote in CD2. I believe, I believe, if you removed a lot of the, uh, if you took the illegals off, if the voter rolls were cleaned up. You know, we could actually be a battleground state or very close to it. Imagine that, like we would be close to New Hampshire. You'd have a real Republican presence. But none of that matters until the voting rolls are cleaned up. So the person that I spoke to, they didn't want to hear that. They wanted, well, you know, it's very, of course, it is very exciting. You're going to run, you've never run for office before, you're going to run for governor. Now, if you want, there's other ways to spend your money. There's other ways you can spend your money. unless that is cleaned up, you're not going to win. And, and it is it's incredible to me that in other states, they're, they're going through a lot in order to clean it up. but I, I say but it has to be coming from, and I'm sorry about that, but it has to come from the Republican Party. It does it does otherwise forget they're the only ones that can really make noise about it folks i want to remind you talk about making noise remember if you're ever if you were you in an accident or a motorcycle accident slip and fall workplace injury if that's you or a family member or a friend listen it would be nice if the other person's insurance company said listen for all your pain and suffering here you go but instead they're going to try to lowball you that's why you need a fighter you need jack calvino fight back call jack 401-785-9400. Free consultation, Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400. Fight Back, Call Jack. 50 years personal experience, 100 years in his office, 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Folks, it's Sean DePietro. I'm going to get, um. we're going to have Ken Block, who's very, very knowledgeable on this. I would argue the most Knowledgeable person that I know around here um, on this subject, because he does have experience in um, going through different programs for. Here we go, folks. This should be our friend, Ken. And 1231. 1231. I believe we're going to be there he is. There he is. Folks, joining us on the program right now is our friend Ken Block. Uh, good afternoon, Ken.
1: Good afternoon, John.
0: Ken, I'd like to um, just revisit a topic that and I've said publicly, I consider you to be the most knowledgeable. You have the most experience with this. Um, I think there's some crossover into some of the work you've done regarding uh, welfare fraud in different states that you've helped. Uh, People see different states around the country that are challenging some of their voter rolls and tightening the voter restrictions. And then people always reach out to me and I just want to be consistent and I consider you to be the expert. But the problem that we face in Rhode Island remains that the only way you can see the full database of material is you have to go into the Secretary of State's office and then they're gonna let you look at it on a computer.
1: All right, so that's, uh, that, that is one of, the, one of the problems in Rhode Island is access to the data that you need to actually determine whether Rhode Island is adhering to federal law or not. And yep. you know, over the years I've determined at, at different points that they were not in compliance with federal law. What you're talking about specifically is the Secretary of State uh, is hiding the full dates of birth. Yeah, which makes it very difficult to make the determinations because even with a full date of birth, it's difficult to take a name and a date of birth and know you've found a specific person. Good good point. With with just the year of birth, it's 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 impossible. Um, Now, of course. You can get years you can get full dates of birth readily. So what she's saying is she's made this she's taken this step to protect the the, the privacy of voters. Um, but there is no date of birth privacy. I mean, you know, my birth date, your birth date, they're all out there on, on online and right. easily discovered. Yes. So, you know, it's not it, it isn't it, it's a bogus argument to claim that it's for privacy. Um, you can sue for the data under a law called the National Voting Rights Act. Um, If you you make the request for that data under the act, uh, that data must be supplied. So now, of course, full dates of birth is something that's been litigated under that act. So, and there's been rulings both ways on that. But look, you know, the secretary time and time and time again has gone for lack of transparency right she determined to withhold the full dates of birth on her own yes. she didn't get a law passed no she didn't even i don't even believe she went through the proper hearing cycle that you have to go through
0: nope
1: to make that kind of administrative change right so you know look i've had it <laughs> with elected officials who think that they're above the law. Yes. That, you know, by, but because they hold this position, that they're not accountable, and that they can uh, take matters into their own, own hands via executive order and that sort of thing. Um, you know, it, it's not a good look for an elected official to work around the processes that we put in place to ensure that uh, we have open and transparent government. This change that uh, Secretary Gorbea made was done under the, the cover of darkness, uh, which is really sad and wrong uh, in every way. It doesn't stop me from looking at things because you know we have the technology to work around that and fill in the, the proper dates of birth and, and, and do the kind of analysis that we do. Um, but you shouldn't have to go through tortured steps to be able to look at the voter rolls and help determine if they're being properly maintained or not. And look, John, the the, the biggest problem with Rhode Island's voter rolls is the bloat. Right. You know, we have had we've had secretary after secretary after secretary refuse to do the work that they're supposed to do, yep, to identify voters who should have been removed. So Shame on all of them, you know. Going, going way back, um, you know, it's uh, it's not the way government is supposed to work. I mean, I I, I think elections are sacred. I think that uh, by and large, you know, we we have a lot of old technology across the board. Look, if this country never had elections and then decided they were going to hold national elections, the system that we would build today to support that mission, which would be federal elections, you know, one person, one vote across the board, you wouldn't build it the way we've built our system now, where we have 50 different states and there's probably five or 6,000 different computer systems. Right. That support elections across those fifty states, huh. right? It, it's idiotic. It is, um, and and you know it's wrong. Um, I don't like to see anybody game the system for political advantage for any purpose whatsoever, right? The the point of politics is to do what the people democratically decide should be done, right? That that's that's the country we live we live in. But what we see is elected officials going out of their way to game the system, to uh, force their will, right? uh, even when it's ne- not necessarily something that the majority of the people want. Uh, we see it with redistricting, right? We, you know, There's all manner of games that get played. Both parties do it. Uh, and, you know, it, it's fundamentally – opposed to the system that we've put in place and the fact that we proudly call ourselves a democracy. we're not. There, there's, there's, we're run by we're, we're run by the political elite. Uh, we're run by the political elite uh, with a, a strong supporting role by the uh, inside special interests. You're right you know and that's that's, that's where we're at with things. Uh, it's certainly where we're at here in Rhode Island. It's definitely where we're at. Nationwide as well, and uh, you know, John, I got to tell you, I'm really tired of it.
0: No, I understand, but uh, let me let me just reset, folks. And again, we're speaking with Ken Block, and where Ken is modest is it wasn't as if one day, back in the summer of 2017, that Secretary of State Gorbia suddenly this light bulb went off where she felt, hey, we need to protect voter data, an important part of the equation, Ken Block. Is you were right on the verge of doing a deep dive, uh, you were just some, you know, elementary person coming. To you you have experience with that. You have the technology, the wherewithal. You had tremendous success of uh, figuring out uh, computer programs of fraud for places like the state of Texas. You were a viable threat that was coming in, and that is what prompted to remove. The date of births from the voter rolls without in the dead of night, without any notice, without any hearing, without any announcement. These are people that have press conferences and announcements to announce the most mundane type of things. But something that consequential, it's not like she had a press conference that said, my God, you know, flanked by the state police in order to protect voter integrity and identity. We're going to do that. None of that was done. And instead. It was done just as you were about to do a deep dive in the data.
1: Yeah, the, 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 this move, I think, was, uh, I don't know it for a fact, but it's a pretty its a pretty safe assumption that they did this to thwart the kind of uh, inquiries that we were doing for sure. Uh, you know, and that, you know, that's, that's just, it's, it's just wrong in every way, uh, it's disgusting. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. This is one of the one of the, the biggest problems uh, that I see that we face is a lack of transparency, and this is a, a screening example of that.
0: Yeah, folks. Again, we're speaking with Ken Block, and Ken, uh, I know you've had your different situations in Warwick. I'm seeing right now the Providence Journal has released the fire marshal can't determine the cause of fire at Joe Sakachi's law <laughs> office. How is that? Any, any? You don't have. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Do you have any type of reaction or uh, or reaction to that? Comment on that. You don't have to. But how is that possible?
1: If I was was the speaker, I would insist that uh, a federal agency take a stab at looking at that, like like the ATF. Yes. Um. You know. Look, I. we're able to figure out all manner of causes for fires. Yep, it's very seldom, in my experience, that we're unable, of course, to determine a cause of fire.
0: Ken Ken Lockaby Scotland. Ken Lockaby Scotland in 1989. They determined what triggered the bomb with Pan Am 103. This is that was over Scotland. They had to find that it was like wreckage went on and on. You can't determine. What caused a three alarm blaze at a law office in what? Come on, this is a joke, but go right ahead.
1: You know, and, and, and look, you know, Speaker Shikarchi is a high elected official.
0: He's the most powerful uh, person in the state.
1: I can make an argument that uh, if this fire was arson, that it, it would fall under the Patriot Act. That's and it right. Be Federal prosecutions. Yes. Right. So, you know, I, look. Look. It's. I can't even get. I can't get local elected officials or or anybody in the state house, honestly, to even consider a bill that would somehow take something away uh, from labor in general, but firefighters in particular. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it's like honestly, it, it, it's. it's What a joke. It it seems to me that they're actually more feared sometimes than the mafia was. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the mafia couldn't go out and protest and the mafia couldn't, you know, they couldn't really be in public. It's different when, you know, can you imagine if organized crime, if, you know, 200 of them could gather outside a sidewalk or could enter the chamber at the state house, or things like that? You know, keep in mind that. Organized crime, they always had to do it under the guise under the dark of night. And, you know, the the patriarchal crime family back in the 70s, they couldn't exactly, you know, they they sometimes, by the way, they sometimes were, they called it the Italian-Americans. There's a a famous picture of Bomo Marapisi outside the Providence Journal uh, picket line. And they were doing it under the guise of like, hey, this is unfair to characterize Italians in this way. That's how they would do it. But, but make no mistake about it. Think how feared organized crime was. And they couldn't walk into, you know, the state house. They couldn't stand outside of an office. Um, but Ken, I'm just telling you, this is an absolute joke. You know, and I haven't even had a chance to tell you. So I, I contacted two people that initially when I called them, and they're both in massachusetts they have experience investigating arson when i first talked to them fully on board 100 percent, love to one of them i was going to meet there can a day later when i get a hold of them total complete 180 Nope, won't fit no nope, sorry can't do it uh doesn't work out uh i didn't I, I i one of the guys i couldn't believe it i said yesterday you were all gung-ho what, what happened? In 24 hours, you went from, oh, yeah, I saw that, definitely suspicious. 24 hours later, no, no, no I I, uh, I just don't have the time. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, it's, Ken Block? Uh, we both know the answer to this. It's, it's uh, look,
1: uh, it's devastating to the speaker's law practice that, if it, in fact, it would be devastating to any business, to lose everything in your place of business. That's right. Aware. Yes. Uh, absolutely devastating. Yeah. And uh, you know, as a business owner, I would be going bonkers to get to the bottom of what happened. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's really on the speaker as the business owner here right. to uh, get to the bottom of it. And if he really wanted to, he could probably have all kinds of federal resources yep. looking into this. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, to me, it would be unacceptable uh, in any way to come here to hear the answer come back. Golly, we just don't know.
0: You know, and also, obviously, folks, speaking with Ken Block, I'm going to let him go in a moment. Uh, but fire marshal can't determine cause of fire at uh, the most powerful person in Rhode Island, law office of uh, Joe Sakachi. By the way, now, just to be fair. neither Ken or I are pointing our fingers at anyone because I have heard from some people that you have some people that were expecting a license to grow marijuana and that keeps getting delayed and they're not the happiest people so we don't know but we do know Ken is I can tell you that the morning the state fire marshal showed up on scene that morning he told channel 12 before investigating I don't think we're going to be able to determine the cause without any investigation and I also know That the Warwick Fire Chief told the Providence Journal he thought it started outside. The state fire marshal said he thought it started inside. This is what I heard. There was no 911 call. Warwick Firefighters happened to be at a brush fire off Bald Hill Road and suddenly noticed smoke coming out of the building. Even though the trees and the grass, of which I have video, are not burned behind the building. So somehow... Some wind picked up some uh, brush fire, carried it over to the roof of the law office, and then it caused a three-alarm fire. Does that sound like a reasonable explanation, Ken Block?
1: Are there other buildings directly adjacent that you know, were built the same way and they did yes. not go up? And yes. Went to, the, to
0: the ground. Several on there, all basically the same model, none of them touched.
1: Yeah, that, that seems to
0: stretch. Uh, <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds? Yeah. And someone, the last person to leave the office was someone left the office at 830. The fire was 930. And here's some of the other things I heard. Someone, maybe someone left a coffee pot on. Maybe the copy machine overheated. Now, Ken, you've run different offices. Have you ever had a fire because someone left a coffee pot on or they were using the copy machine a lot and somehow it overheated and caused a three alarm fire? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ken Block, we're going to talk to you again. I want to tell you, uh, I respect the work you did. We're going to be talking about it more. Uh, but we both know the answer to this. And that is that th- there's no explanation. Uh, the fact is, you were going to do a deep dive. The real information. That would be, other states have online, with all date of birth and everything, they don't have it here. To me, it seems pretty obvious what the reason is, but they're continuing, insisting, Say, oh, okay, Ken, one last question. What do you make of the fact that Secretary of State Corbia, who's announced on Monday she's running for governor, has done a series of interviews, not one member of the local media has asked her about the whole decision to change the voter rolls?
1: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <you> know,
0: <laughs> Ken, fair question. You tell me. Is that a fair it's, question?
1: It's,
0: look, fair it's, question. It's a fair question.
1: Yes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna answer your question with this statement. Carefully. Carefully. Worded. Uh, spoken. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I do stories that require investigative journalism. Yep. Uh, and we dive deep into data. Yes. and when we find our conclusions, the most effective way to tell those stories is with the help of the media. And there is essentially one journalist in Rhode Island, in my experience at this point, that's doing substantial investigative journalism.
0: Yep. Yeah. You
1: know? And so I think that speaks, you know, it speaks volumes about the state of where we're at yeah. realistically at this point. Uh, and it's not good.
0: No, and I'll say this, um, unfortunately, if you question voting, voter rolls, anything like that, unfortunately, and this needs to change, we're in an atmosphere where immediately people try to link the individual to President Trump, and I used to, this is the big lie, and blah, 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 and Tim, in my mind, Ken Block, it has nothing to do with that. The fact is, uh, a Republican has not won statewide in Rhode Island since Governor Kachiri got his second term barely by beating Charlie Fogarty in 2006. But to me, the defining factor of this, forget about, take President Trump off the map. The actions by the Secretary of State, Nelly Gobia, as you were on the verge of doing a deep dive to get to the bottom of the voter rolls. That is my, that's what motivates me. I think it's very obvious. There's no checks and balances. Well, you and I have gone through the whole thing of the dog and John Jigenheimer Smith and who it is that's actually on the rolls. And, you know, now we even have illegals being paid to sign up for the census, which no one's going to tell me that you can't just as easily sign them up to vote. Uh, we'll continue the conversation another time. But Ken Block, great to talk to you, and uh, we'll talk to you again. Thanks, all right folks there it is our friend ken block this is um pretty remarkable right now fire marshal folks good afternoon here i am good afternoon everybody on facebook live it is one fire marshal can't determine cause of fire at joe Sakachi office Investigators is unable to find the cause folks they, you know why because it's arson there's no other way there is no it's it's arson that's why they can't tell what a joke what an absolute joke They can't determine the cause unable state fire marshal report out Thursday based on the scene examination. The fire is undetermined. Are you they said that from the very beginning? They said that from absolutely the very beginning. They said that. So I don't I'm not buying that. Uh, this business of um, the damage was so extensive. State investigators say they can't determine the cause of the fire May 11th. State fire marshal Thursday, based on the fire scene, the fire is undetermined. The report did not rule out an intentional act. Aha! Listing fire due to intentional act is one of the many possible causes. The investigation, the hypothesis was tested and could not be eliminated. The entry door on the north side of the building was unsecure. Entry through this door provided access to the entire building. There are no surveillance cameras facing this side of the building. Therefore, it could not be determined if an individual or individuals entered the building and ignited the fire. There it is. I am telling you, for the under cause of fire, the report says, based on the observation and information gathered, the circumstances or sequence events that brought the ignition source and first fuel ignited together is undetermined. The report notes, accelerant detection canine named Dream, three-year-old female, assisted in the investigation. Two days after the fire... Warwick Fire Chief Peter McMichael told the Journal, the initial call that drew the firefighters to the area was for a brush fire on land near the McDonald's. What? On arrival, the firefighters saw a building in a nearby office park was ablaze, and they immediately went to the location where they attacked the fire. His comments provided the only context up till now for the, well, it was a three alarm blaze that tore through the commercial building. Where Sakachi have their law office. Shocking was how Sakachi the next day described when he saw he arrived at the scene. I was shaking to be honest with you. 30 years in one location. So folks, here it is. So now we know the north door. So now I filmed that. And, and again, I was on the scene. You saw it. That looks like a bomb went off. And I even said you could tell it started on that side. The entry door on the north side of the building. Now, when you're facing the building, straight on, north is to your right. And a lot of people where you park and where I was filming was on the right side. On that side, the, the entry door on the north side was unsecure. Entry through this door provided access to the entire building. No surveillance cameras facing this side of the building. Therefore, it could not be determined... If an individual or individuals entered the building and ignited this fire, period. And you know why? Because as I have been telling you all along, and if you're on Facebook Live, share this right now. Because, folks, we've been right about this. We've been trying to get to the root of it. That fire was set. I'm not going to say who said it. I find this whole thing very odd and suspicious. So there was no 911 call. Nobody even called it in. Somehow, firefighters were at a brush fire on land near the McDonald's, and they say they saw a building ablaze and went to the location. How come when it was ablaze, no one called nine one one? This is beyond suspicious. But we know the answer to it. We know the answer to it. None of it makes sense, folks. Right now at twelve fifty five, I am telling you, I'm going to repost. The footage It looks like a bomb went off at that location. Something set that thing. There's no way that that fire started on its own. I was right. I knew I was right. It was arson. It was arson. They need the blanking FBI to come in here. That's what they need. This is such, I mean, are you kidding me? I don't think we're ever going to be able to determine the cause. All right. Now, listen, we're going to talk about it. Uh, and I will share this on Facebook. Wow, that is amazing. Folks, I want to remind you about Bethel Softwash. Call, text Jared today at 617 2585. 401 617 2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. Now, he has a Facebook page. The website is Rhode Island Softwashing.com, and they're just incredible. Uh, whether it is, um, Industrial buildings, restaurants, homes, roofs, decks, patios. Their website is rhodeislandsoftwashing.com. Look for them on Facebook. The before and after pictures are just amazing. Bethel Certified Soft wash. Text him for a free same-day estimate at 401-617-2585. You take a photo, say, here's the side of my home or building or a patio or deck or basketball court or tennis court that I want you to remove. The mildew and moss and the green stains, take a picture of it, text it to him, and Jared, give you a free same-day text estimate. Bethel certified softwash 401-617-2585 look for them online at Rhode Islandsoftwashing.com and also on facebook i knew it i knew it i knew it i knew that was arson i knew it was going to come out folks we are right again and i'm going to give you more information that we're going to dig into this hey i want to remind you about soul source restoration call today Again, that's on, <clears throat> on the website, to petro.com 401 712 2700. 401 712 2700. SOLE, sole source restoration. Clean and disinfect residential commercial properties. Call Mike CP today. Request a quote, a quote SOLE, sole source restoration. 401 712 2700. I knew it. I knew it was arson, I told you it was arson, and now, finally, it's coming out. What burned down? Joe Sakachi's office building? Arson. Uh, arson. That's, investigators unable to find cause of the fire, but they one of the things they didn't rule out was an intentional act. So somebody entered on the north side of the building. Boom! And set that place ablaze. And there's no security cameras. So somebody knew that if you approach it on the north side of the building, which is on the right-hand side, that that's how you could cause the fire. Again, you can go to depetro.com We have all the footage. I knew that was arson. And all these people, oh, no, oh, these things just started. Somebody left a coffee pot on. Oh, it could have been the, the copy machine. No. No, that was arson. I knew it was arson. I told you it was arson. <clears throat> Folks, buildings just don't go up like that. that. That was a three alarm blaze. Three alarm. The back of the building. I'm going to repost the videos. It looks like a bomb went off. There's no way that that was just, no, that was intentional. I don't know who was intentional. I find it odd that there was no 911 call. Work firefighters just happened to be in the area. And then they immediately went to the building. What are the odds of that happening? I don't know. Somebody wanted to. And this was all as, but you can't ignore the fact, legislation in order to uh, revoke the way they were able to manipulate the overtime. And as that bill's at the state house, boom, his office burns to the ground. They can't determine the cause other than they can't rule out arson. All right, we're going to be talking about next hour. Next hour is radio only, AM 1380. You can listen at the website, which is com. Folks, we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. The arson investigation continues. The power hour is next. Stay tuned. Here comes the 1 o'clock news.